0: Episode of the Matches Mashcast. I am Jared, and I am here with the Scourge of Ironforge and games industry public defender Nick Zelenkevich.
1: Wouldn't really say I'm the Scourge of Ironforge, more like the Scourge of the Iron Horde. Yeah, that works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, well, what? I'm playing the new expansion, so not that I ever went into Ironforge before anyway, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near Ironforge now. If right. you're an Iron Forge, you can sleep easy knowing I'm not coming for you.
0: <laughs> You've never scourged Iron Forge before?
1: No, I, I have, but, well, not really. Kind of, a little bit. They usually scourge me. I usually go, I gotta go in there for whatever stupid holiday mission, and I usually wind up getting it, and then, then the guards kill me. But, uh.
0: Your existence is a lie, Nick.
1: <laughs>
0: Your existence is a lie.
1: I'm sitting here with my, with my, my cake that's also a lie, and we're, we're having a good time.
0: All right. Well, this is Mashcast number 140. Uh, Obviously, things did not go as planned over the uh, holiday weekend. We only had one Mashcast, I think. One Mashcast or two Mashcasts in November?
1: I think two.
0: I think we had two. That did not go as planned. But here we are, December, post you know holiday rush, because December is usually when things start to slow down. Actually, it's. We were going through lit topics and things like that, and we were having a really hard time finding things to talk about, uh, to be honest with you. Found some funny things, but this isn't the comedy cast, it's the mash cast about video games. Uh, but, yeah, so we're, we're gonna, actually, you know, let's do let's do the, uh, what you've been playing, because we missed that last month. You go first, Nick, what you've been playing?
1: What I've been playing? Well, uh, as I mentioned, I've been playing the, uh, the new Warcraft expansion, Warlords of Draenor. Um, I'm enjoying that. And uh, you can hear more about that on uh, WoW Talk. We've had two WoW talks actually come out. We did as many we did as many WoW talks in November as we did B- Mashcasts, which is highly unusual. Um, but uh, you know, uh, yes, we've been talking about that on WoW Talk. You can check that out there. Uh, everybody's been uh, enjoying the expansion immensely, and uh, you may hear me start to get like shakes and quivering in my voice by the by the end of this, as I uh, need to log back in and check on my followers. Um, <laughs> But uh, also still playing Hearthstone. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. Um, and then uh, I actually downloaded the demo for Destiny, uh, which I guess the demo uh, that they, they, ha- they provided is equivalent to the beta that they released earlier in the year. It gives you, like, up to level 8. And I think you have, like, full access to everything that you would have access to at level 8. Um, you just can't get beyond that. Um, so I played a little bit. I rolled a Titan, and I did some of the early... It's like the tutorial, and I realized I suck at Destiny because I tried to shoot stuff and I'm terrible at that. So I just run around punching stuff, which is terrible. So I'm I'm not good at Destiny. That's my that's the takeaway on this.
0: Yeah, you can't just run around and punch stuff in Destiny. Shooting is a primary function in that game.
1: I usually can kill like two or three things before they kill me.
0: It sounds like it's just not for you.
1: No, there's a reason why I haven't really made it out of that tutorial. Like that's like the last part where it's like, get to the ship, and I'm like, that's too much punching for
0: me right oh, now. Oh, wow, you didn't even make it past the first level. Oh. Yeah, wow, Nick. <laughs> I really I don't, know. don't know what
1: I need to, to say. I need to have a day where I'm all good, good and angry, and I'm like, I want to punch a lot of stuff, and then I'll, I'll play some Destiny.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, it'll oh, probably end up making you more frustrated because uh, yeah it's not going to work that great for you
1: well as long as I can kill one each time before they kill me like I can just keep respawning and make progress
0: I guess <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you want to do but uh yes okay well that, well, is that it that's all you've been playing that
1: and wow pretty much
0: Oh, okay. I've
1: been playing a lot of WoW.
0: So, for me, I guess well, my list isn't very long. I uh, I did get Assassin's Creed Unity. I wanted to get Rogue, but I never got around to getting it. Never got around to getting Rogue. Uh, but I did get Assassin's Creed Unity. The day I got it, I pop it in. The PS4 installs the game, and then it installs a 1GB update. Oh. Immediately after that. So, yeah, I didn't have nearly the problems that people were having. I did, ha- I did experience, like, the shaking bodies few time, like, after you kill them. But it really depended on what the body was laying against, like, if it was stuck against something. But I haven't experienced any problems. You have faces? Yes, I do have faces. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's one of the first things they fixed, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the game itself... I guess is gonna kind of be like a little, uh, like kind of like a little review on it since I actually didn't do a review for Assassin's Creed, but the game itself um, isn't bad. Like some people are like, "Oh, this is the worst Assassin's Creed in years." Wrong. Assassin's Creed Three is the worst <laughs> Assassin's Creed in years. So, okay, that is the worst Assassin's Creed that has come out. And if you think otherwise, if you think Assassin's Creed Three wasn't that bad, you're wrong. What was you're the wrong.
1: one? I think you didn't like Revelations. <laughs>
0: Revelations, I thought, it w- well, Revelations wasn't as good as Brotherhood. That was the problem with Revelations. But 3 compared to Revelations, Revelations might as well had been, like, the Holy Grail. You know what I'm saying? It might as well have been comparing Star Wars to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a really bad sci-fi movie. Sharknado. Like, they're like, <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, like, Assassin's Creed Theory was a was was a terrible game. You didn't even get past the beginning, right, Nick? Like you, you are still at playing as hatham right now.
1: Yes. Yeah. So as because that, you run around punching people.
0: There you go. That's <laughs> if Nick is anything it's consistent.
1: I just need to get punch out is what I need to get. I'll beat that game in no time flat.
0: Right. Alright, so yeah, so Assassin's Creed three is definitely the worst. That's, this one is not that it's not it's not the best, that's for sure. But you want to like Cool things that they did, uh, that they were able to do, was now instead of just having, you know, being outside in the cities, you can actually go in and out of houses, and that matters. Like while when you're running through the city, you can run through somebody's house. You know, you could you could be j- running on a rooftop, jump into somebody's window, run through the house, and then jump out of that window somewhere else. Hmm. So now that's something that's got to stay. That's something that, that was an awesome addition, but. Other than that, I'm trying to think what else they added. Um, that that's new. They added some. They added a few things that were new. Uh, the combat is still, man. The combat is very counter, counter, counter. Uh, you know, just wait for the enemy to attack you. Oh yeah, they added this thing where they made it easier for you to counter because the enemy flashes yellow or like their health bar flashes yellow right before you should counter or when you should counter. So all you have to do is pay attention to that, and you'll counter them just fine. Um, But what I found from the game, it feels like... I wrote that article about Assassin's Creed, and Ubisoft not knowing what to do with Assassin's Creed. And I think this game kind of shows it, because basically the story is a mixture of Assassin's Creed 1 and Assassin's Creed 2. That's what it feels like the story is a mixture of. You have a story where the Assassin's Order is at its strongest. The Assassin's Order is at its... Oh, it's not at its strongest, because actually Assassin's Creed 1 was when the Assassin's Order was at its strongest. They had a castle in Assassin's Creed 1. Uh, but now you have like an underground like palace-type deal. In, in this Assassin's Creed, the Brotherhood is strong. The Templars are actually the ones that are having trouble. They're the ones that are they're having that are having trouble uh with their order there's there's fighting within the Templar order um and that's actually something you deal with with the game because your love interest slash girl you grew up with is a Templar and you're an assassin um so you have an assassin's order that's very strong the brotherhoods together they have like a tribunal and people in charge and you know stuff like that. Uh, they hand out assassinations. You know, like Assassin's Creed One. That was a very Assassin's Creed one type deal where you get handed assassination where you have to go out, investigate, and then come back, tell me your findings, and then say, Okay, well you have permission to assassinate this person. You know, may their death be swift, resque and Pache but well, they don't say that because it's not Italian anymore, they're in France. <laughs> they say something French doesn't stick nearly as much as resque and Pache to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so you have that aspect, but you also have the, uh, the revenge aspect where the main character, his dad was killed. His, the person who took him in was also killed, you know? Uh, so yeah, and that's a part of the story. Like you're, you're helping Templar, like, because you were actually raised by Templar, but your dad was actually an assassin. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, but the story reminds me of that. It reminds me of Assassin's Creed One and Two, kind of pushed together. Um, the real world story, like this, is like one of the first. This is the first main Assassin's Creed where you don't come out of the Animus. Or actually, well, actually, speaking about Revelations, you didn't come out of the Animus, but you came out of the simulation as Desmond, and you did other stuff. Um, but in this one, you don't. Like, they have these little glitches you kind of have to slide between servers and stuff like that. Uh, but they're just ultimately mini-games are what they are. Uh, but so you don't come out. Like, so, you don't come out of the... Uh, of the Animus at all. Actually, there is no Animus. I forgot. Now, Abstergo has made this thing called Helix that... Um, you in, in your home, you can search through, like, you know, memories. But they're not your memories. They're Desmond's memories. That's the thing; they're, they're not there. They're the guy. Well, actually, I don't want to spoil the end of Assassin's Creed Three, so I'm not gonna say what happens to Desmond. But you can probably guess based on you know somebody else using his memories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, Assassin's Creed Unity, I think I think it really shows that they don't know uh, you know what to do with the game besides try to make money off of it because. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the thing about Assassin's Creed Unity is that there are several ways for you to spend more money in the game. Uh, you have four currencies. You have whatever the French currency, I guess francs. You have um, sync points. You have another like uh, another type of point. And then you have helix points. Helix points are real money points. You have to buy those points with real cash. Okay, and then you can buy weapons, clothes, stuff like that. Stuff that you would unlock playing the game if you played through it, uh, a substantial clip of it, but you can, you can rush all that with the Helix points. Then you have the companion app, which really isn't a companion app because you have to use it while you actually play. Like a companion app, you're supposed to be able to take it with you on the go. When you do stuff here, you do stuff there. But you only... Can connect to your game if you if your PS4 is on and you're on the same network. That's the only time you can connect to your game. So, uh, you know, you have to, you, you can use it to find certain chests and like put targets on the screen and things like that. But I mean, it's ultimately useless. On top of that, there are several chests in the game that are frustrating because you you'll get them. And then you have to use a companion app to open them. It says use a companion app to open this chest. Like, why the fuck is this thing here? <laughs> it's very frustrating. That was one of the first things I didn't like about it. So, um, but yeah, the companion app is useless. But you can get it for free, but you gotta pay 250 to unlock the full companion app so you can have more like assassin slots in your brotherhood. Basically, they took the mini game that started in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood where you can recruit assassins. And send them on missions. uh, They took that and put it it turned into a mobile app that they want you to spend two dollars and fifty cents on. But dude, I just paid sixty bucks for a game. That's premium price, buddy. Give me a voucher for the goddamn app, you know. But no, they don't want to
1: do that. They don't have anything like where it's like, you know, like this mission might take an hour for your for your assassins. Pay or use Helix (laughs) points to make it take a half hour.
0: No, no, yeah, I I don't think so. Oh, and also the co-op. Um, I'm glad they ditched the multiplayer, finally, because I always thought the Assassin's Creed multiplayer didn't match the game. You were not, like, they, they told you that you had to play stealthy, but that's not the case. You were much better off being loud in that game. Like, you, in the multiplayer, you would just walk around, walk around, and when you heard the thing beeping, you would just try to guess which person it was, and you'd run up to him and stab him. That's, it, it was bad, it was stupid. Um, so I'm glad to get rid of that, but why even waste the resources on the co-op? why the co-op missions you do have like separate co-op missions and they actually have pretty decent stories and cutscenes that go along with them so that part's cool i like that content and you can play them solo but the um the effort that goes into making co-op work why why every co-op experience i've had in that game has been bad because people are stupid they don't know how to follow instructions they rush they're not stealthy. It's bad. So please, save the dev time, save the money, and just put the extra content in there. I appreciate the extra missions, but the co-op portion of it sucks. And that's Assassin's Creed Unity. Now that's um, that's the only game I got for my PS4 this month. I did buy an Xbox One over the Black Friday weekend. Did do it because it was 329 It was 329 as opposed to 350 then, plus, I traded in my Xbox, which Best Buy is the best place to go to trade in your Xbox compared to GameStop. Don't go to GameStop. Um, I wasn't so really,
1: really. Huh? Best Buy is really the best sell.
0: Yeah, it's the best sell. So if you're going to trade in stuff, go to Best Buy. I was a little insulted that both GameStop and Best Buy wanted to give me $7 for Watch Dogs. PS4 <laughs> Watchdogs. I was like, are you serious? This game just came out this year. So, uh, yeah. That, uh, that, that was funny. but So I ended up getting the Xbox One for like around 200 bucks or so. I I brought it home, hooked it up, played Forza 2 for about an hour. Forza Horizon 2 for about an hour. And then I went back to playing Destiny. Like that's basically what I did on Saturday when I bought my Xbox One. I didn't really get into playing the Xbox One until Sunday. And when I played Halo Master Chief Collection. Which that game it reminds you of how awesome Halo is. Like, the gameplay of Halo is still awesome right now. Like, right now. And one of the cool things about that game is that you could press one of the buttons and it switches from the HD graphics to the old. Ooh. And the thing is, the graphics aren't just brought up to HD. They're remastered completely. Like, it is completely remastered and it is amazing. But, like, playing Halo helped me realize what the difference is between shooters then and shooters now. And it's that shooters then, or specifically Halo in this case, it doesn't care about you. It, <laughs> doesn't, it does not care about your feelings. It doesn't care if you are getting frustrated. It doesn't care if you think it's hard. It doesn't care if you, th- if, if, if you feel like a badass or not. It doesn't care about any of that. All it cares is that it's putting enemies in front of you. It gives you a gun and some grenades. And then tells you to have at it. And that's it. And the enemies in Halo, like, the the fighting in Halo is chaotic. And not like manufactured chaos like in Call of Duty. In Call of Duty, they try to manufacture chaos and everybody's shooting and explosions going around and there's sounds and bombs. But in reality, if you just stand still for a second, when people shoot, they miss. They're always missing. Not in Halo. (laughs) Not in Halo. When enemies are shooting at you, they are shooting at you and they will hit you. You know, it is very easy to get killed in Halo even now on normal difficulty, you know? I'm just trying to, like, rush through the uh, through the four games, right? And not rush through, but play through them with minimal difficulty. Well, I mean, not minimal difficulty, but, like, you know, with that minimal friction. And I'll be honest with you, like, I died way more times in Halo on normal than I expected to. I had to actually readjust how I played the shooters because I got a little soft. I, was, I got a little soft. Yeah, like it, it really is. It's is, yeah, and the thing is, like, even good shooters now, like BioShock Infinite, for example, you have so many ways of dealing with enemies. You know what I'm saying? And they probably only have one way of dealing with you, which is to shoot you to death. You know, but like, you know, you can set them on fire. You could, you know, choke them with water, and then set them, you know, hit them with electricity, and you know, stuff like that. And that's cool and all, but with Halo, it's like all of your problems have to be solved with a gun, and some grenades. <laughs> All of your problems. How you choose to solve them? Your choice, as long as it involves guns and grenades. <laughs> in Halo. That's I really... know,
1: Huh? I know, no, I know you mentioned Bioshock there, but as far as, like, how does Halo compare to Destiny?
0: Oh, pff, Halo blows Destiny away. Oh, yeah. Halo blows Destiny away. Um, in terms of, like, the enemies and how they react. And even well, I know that in the original Halo, like the way the programming worked, uh, you know, if the elites died, the enemies kind of started running around. But they really upped that in Halo Two. In Halo Two, they upped that where if like the the their higher ranking enemies died, the other little small enemies started to like run away and stuff like that. Um, but they add they put that into the into the Halo One like collect um. Well, I'm not, not collected Edition, but Remastered Edition. And that's really cool. But yeah, I had a, like just a much more fun time playing that than I have played in a shooter in years. And now I'm on the Halo 2. For Halo 2, they when they remastered it, like, they remastered the graphics, but they also remastered the soundtrack, and they also remastered all of the cutscenes. Like, the cutscenes are no longer done in-engine. Like, they're all like Halo 4 style cutscenes, and it looks amazing. And it's so much fun to play. So, luckily for me, I don't play multiplayer, because multiplayer is still having issues. From a single player perspective, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Um, so I'm really glad I decided to pick it up, and now I'm finally going to get a chance to beat Halo 4. But that's basically what I've been playing. And Forza Horizon 2 is actually pretty good, too. St- the first... It's the first... Um, next-gen console game I've played with a steady frame rate hmm. at, at next-gen levels. Oh, that's one thing about Assassin's Creed Unity. The, fr- the, the, the frame rate sucks when you get into crowds, and there's crowds all over the place. I'm talking about dropping down to 20 frames per second. So, uh, but, yeah, it's out of everything I played in November, Halo. Halo is my, is my, is my favorite <laughs> game. That says a lot. Like That, that says a whole lot, dude.
1: This is November two thousand and one, right? Yeah,
0: I, I wish, uh, but um, yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. A little bit more diverse than Nick's list as usual. Oh, uh, yeah, Tree Wars Three as well, and that's that's awesome. The soundtrack is actually really nice for that. So, and that's difficult too, by the way. Like when I play, I'm like, oh, uh, you know, I play a first level. I was like, well, I'm not gonna leave this level until I get the three star rating, dude. I had to fight for two stars. <laughs> You know it's crazy, but uh, it, it's a lot of uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but let's I don't know, let's move into the news bites finally, which we have way more news bites than we have topics <laughs> because that's just how it went this week. Uh, but Nick, you start off with the news bites because it's Hearthstone related. Go okay,
1: I'll it. just hit this real quickly. Um, they announced that the uh, Goblins versus Gnomes expansion, the first real proper expansion for Hearthstone, uh, with I think over a hundred cards that they're adding to the game. Uh, would be released on December eighth, uh, so that's coming next week. Um, and what's interesting, actually, is that as of today, December fourth, uh, the uh, the cards from that expansion will be ac- accessible through the arena, um, and that's their little uh, their, their random uh, like uh, where you just sort of draw or uh, you build a random deck. You you get three cards. You pick one card. You do that for all thirty cards. Uh, and then then you get to play. Uh, until you get three losses to see how many wins you can earn. And then as many, for however many wins you can get, you earn better loot. So uh, you can actually check out the uh, the new cards now in the arena. And as long as you log into Hearthstone between now and, and December 8th, the launch of Goblins vs. Gnomes, uh, you'll also get a free run in the arena. Um, You don't have to use it during that time Uh, You you'll just basically get uh, the credit for the free run and then whenever you're ready to jump into the arena You can go ahead and do that uh, as long as you log in before December 8th, so um, There's a lot of cool stuff going on in Hearthstone. I'm excited about that Um, I'm a little wary of the new expansion if only because uh, I've gotten used to the way the cards are now um, and they're changing like Everything Um, it seems that they've been paying attention to what decks are popular in the meta and really you know putting in cards that are openly hostile to those decks um, there's plenty of cards that uh, involve around like throwing random damage so you can't stealth your 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 goblin auctioneer uh, to run miracle rogue there's, there's, plenty, there's, a, there's a card that openly um, that the cost goes down as your opponent has more cards uh, which is the strategy for a handlock to build up the number of cards you have and work off that so uh, now your opponent can counter that easily um so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of interesting features coming I'm excited for. And uh it's gonna be crazy to see what happens to the game on Monday. But for now, uh if you like Hearthstone, uh, go ahead, just log in, get credit towards your free arena run, and uh get ready for Monday.
0: Okay. Let's see what we have uh next. Oh, the uh a battlefield. <laughs> a battlefield. So oh, well, Battle, things aren't looking too good for Battlefield right now. <laughs> I would say in general. Let me start it that way. Uh, because, you know, Battlefield 4, well, it had a terrible launch. It had a terrible life, pretty much. Actually, I mean, I guess the life is still going on, but lots of problems. So I think for close to a year or maybe even over. Because we were talking about it all the time. Major problems. So that, that wasn't going that great. And then uh, Battlefield Heartline. Uh, the beta did so poorly that they had to pretty much take it back. You know, they had to take the beta down and start over again. You know, rework the game. I mean I told you but that, that game was like a circus. Like it was it was not good. Uh but now we find out that the next battlefield game will not be returning until twenty sixteen. Uh, which kind of breaks EA's you know, shooter strategy. Like they really wanted to have a shooter out on a yearly basis. Well, I guess technically speaking, they still will. Well, no, because they didn't have a shooter out this year. In 2014, yeah, Hardline was supposed to be that shooter, and they didn't have a shooter out this year. Uh, so they're gonna have Hardline out next year. Hopefully, it's better. Cause I never want a first-person shooter to be bad. I want it to be good, <laughs> like so I could play it. Uh, but they're gonna have um, Hardline out next year. And then in 2016, like I think like Q4 of 2016, we're talking uh, hardline is going to be in the hardline, but uh, the new battlefield game, whatever, whether it's if it's Battlefield 5 or Bad Company 3, I pray to God, you know. But uh, yeah, 2016, uh, and basically EA says, yeah, uh, EA CFO Blake uh, Jorgensen, or Jorgensen, is that correct? That's how I'm saying it, Jorgensen. Jorgensen, maybe. So he says that. Uh, uh that what he's, I'm looking for his quote here. Here we go. We want to give Battlefield 4 and Battlefield Hardline players more time to enjoy these games and immerse themselves in the game, the line of the Lion Service and the community. No, you no. That's not why you're doing it. Like, I can. I think that they re- they they really got their toes stepped on when it came to Battlefield 4. Because it didn't come out that far after Battlefield 3. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It came out two years after Battlefield 3. Before a game of that scale, I think it takes longer to develop those things. Um, so it came out two years after Battlefield 3, and that's after DICE did Medal of Honor. Uh, cause DICE was turning out games year for year at the time. And then Battlefield 4 took the brunt. And then, because Medal of Honor wasn't that great either. But, uh... Yeah, it looks like... I think that they really got their toes stepped on, and they're really taking their time with this one, which is good. That is a good thing. EA always does this. EA has a, like, you know... They get too big for their britches, they start pushing out games that suck, and they ruin series. Then they take a breath, take a break, and they start coming out with really good games. And that happened for us... What was the last night? I was, was say, like, 2006, 2007-ish? Like, um... You know, that's when, like, I think, uh... Battlefield 2042 came out, which was a good game. It had some it had some launch issues, but I, I liked it. it. Turned out to be a good game. Shortly after that, you had um, you know Bad Company 2. Then you also had the Medal of Honor 2011 that came out. Uh, Dead Space, you know, came out. That was a new IP. Something that seems like a like distant now. Like I, I, it's hard to imagine a major publisher, and it's sad that it's hard to imagine a major publisher putting out new IP right now. You know? Well, Ubisoft put out new IP with Watch Dogs, but it sucked. <laughs> that, that's the problem. Watch Dogs had a problem, and the problem was that it sucked, um, which, you know, is something that can happen with any game. But, yeah, but I think what they're, they're just really taking their time with this because they really don't care if you want, you know, if you enjoy and immerse yourself in the game. They just want you to buy it. You know? ask Activision. That's how I do Call of Duty every year. They just want you to buy it. <laughs> you know? So yeah, so that, that's happening uh, with Battlefield.
1: Well, uh, do, you, do you think part of it too might be that, I mean, Battlefield 3 had launch issues. Battlefield 4 had terrible launch issues. And maybe they're like, the longer we give people to forget about the tarnished name of Battlefield, the better.
0: That is also, that's a very astute observation, Nick. <laughs> that, is a, that is very true. Like the the longer they give people, uh, you know, they, they, the, the the harder it is for people to remember what happened last time. But well, I mean, with taking this much time to develop that game, because you know they have people working on it right now, right now. But funny, the thing is, like 2016, like the w- how quickly those engines like move. I would think they might actually even have a new engine to render it on, like Frostbite 4 you know, or, or whatever, but who knows. Consoles are lagging so far behind PC at this point that they may not want to move it, you know, any any further. Because I know, you know, Battlefield, oh the Frostbite 2, I think, or Frostbite 3 engine, it was barely, no, sorry, it was Frostbite 2 was hefty for the last-gen consoles. I can only imagine that Frostbite 3 is hefty for the, this gen. Uh, so we'll see. Even I haven't played, I haven't played Battlefield on the, the consoles. Why would I do that? So um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's see what's next. Valve unveiled uh, Steam Broadcasting, which at first when I, when I first read it, I assumed that you know it was gonna be like a Twitch competitor. But after I actually read it a bit more, I realized that it's definitely not a Twitch competitor. It's really a function for you to just share, like share your screen with your friend for a game. That's what it is. Ultimately, that's what it is. There's there's nothing more about that than that. That's that. Like Valve is not trying to make it a Twitch competitor. I mean, I think it would be pretty cool if you could use your Twitch credentials and stream to Twitch if you wanted to, because that would make it like an XSplit competitor. You know, where exploit you know, people pay for XSplit. You know. Uh, but I mean, it's still even though like, from what I've seen, like, I haven't tried it out yet, and you can try it out by flipping on the beta client and Steam what I've see, seen it streams your in-game audio and uh, video, but you can't add like your voice like you would on a Twitch stream and that's using XSplit or Open Broadcaster, which is what I
1: use well, if you, you said it streams the audio though, but if you have like an in, if you're playing a game that has its own um like voice chat it would pick that up then though right
0: probably but not your voice huh. <laughs> The other side. so, like <laughs> so you need to work with somebody
1: and you're like okay you're gonna run with me and you do the narration and i'm gonna play and we'll stream it that way
0: yeah pretty much <laughs> uh so yeah i mean I, I think it's a cool feature that that is built in just to, to steam and you can kind of show your friends stuff because I kind of, I actually, funny thing is I have a lot of friends that ask me, like, you know, when I'm playing a game, they have a really large library. It's like, hey, can I see what you're doing? And, you know, I'll, you know, I might stream it for them or whatever. So, um, I was talking about Assassin's Creed earlier, but, uh, some information has leaked, you know, and I'm putting air quotes on that because so it's so much information. I, I I was reading the article and it's so much information it's very direct information uh about about the game. Uh the video from what I can see was never actually published but apparently Kotaku got a leaked video from somewhere and it shows the next Assassin's Creed which uh Assassin's Creed might it might be called Assassin's Creed Victory from what I'm saying and it takes place in Victoria London. So Obviously, Big Ben is going to be one of the things that you're going to climb. I can only imagine that's going to be a that's going to be a big bitch to climb. That's going to be a huge pain in the ass to, to climb. Because a lot of people like climbing the really, really tall buildings in Assassin's Creed. I actually don't like doing that because it takes a lot of time. It's it, it you know it can get pretty easy to mess up. You know so but maybe hey, that's that's just me. Uh, but from the screenshots that I see here. I mean it looks like i mean it looks like well first of all, it's gonna be next gen only it looks like it's using the same exact engine uh as a c four uh what else we got here this one screenshot has these two dudes like fighting on top of a carriage, I guess, so maybe you'll have more physical like you know like you know fist uh fist fighting going on
1: do, do the people have faces?
0: They do have faces, Nick. That That's very important to Nick.
1: Faces, <laughs> dude. Those <laughs> pictures are creepy, man.
0: Yeah, they are. They they are really creepy. <laughs> I'm looking at one now. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, oh, uh, looks like. Oh uh, yeah, here we go. They, uh, Ubisoft sent out a statement to several outlets, not including Kotaku from PC Gamer. It's always unfortunate when internal assets, not intended for public consumption, are leaked. And while we certainly welcome anticipation for all our upcoming titles, we're disappointed for our fans and our development team that this conceptual asset is now public. The team in our uh, Quebec studio has been at hard work on the particular game in question for the past few years, and we're excited to officially unveil that what the studio has been has been working on Oh, at, at a later date. In the meantime, our number one priority is enhancing the experience of Assassin's Creed Unity players. Dude, this doesn't look like you know, conceptual work. This looks like Assassin's Creed Unity. Like for what like it doesn't look like conceptual work at all. Like the the way, you know, uh, stuff is appearing over people's heads, the way the highlighting is working, the mapping. You know, the only thing it doesn't have on here, I would say, is like the weapons and and the buttons, but I mean, other than that, it actually... It doesn't look conceptual at all. It looks pretty much the same. Usually with concept stuff, uh, it looks a bit better. You know? Like, look at what happened with Colonial Marines. Like, Colonial Marines definitely looked better in the concept than, you know, what actually came out. So, Or maybe they're just trying to be realistic.
1: <laughs> Who knows? What's well, well, That's the thing, though. It's like, is this intended to be a distraction from, like well, Unity was terrible, and, and let's just look at the next one. like Or or, or no. is this legitimately a legitimate leak? That would be like, a really
0: terrible and stupid thing to do. Like, with Unity being so bad, nobody wants to know, hear about the next Assassin's Creed when they just paid $60 for a game that was broken terribly. That, this would be a bad time to announce in the game, oh yeah, really sorry about Unity, guys, but next year you can look forward to victory for <laughs> another $60. You know? So yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't I don't think it was. I mean, it might have been. It might have been like you know, like who knows? Like I think the VGAs are going on this. Uh, those the VGX or whatever is going on this Friday. So maybe it's just anticipation. You know, they'll they'll show it there. But um, I remember when the Assassin's Creed was like an E3 thing. Like you know, you would get a new Assassin's Creed trailer at an at, a, at a E3. But I guess.
1: No. Technically, we got the Assassin's Creed trailer for this at E3, but it seems to me like lately they've just been. Usually, it's like PC Gamer or, or you know whatever outlet gets like an exclusive, and they've got all the information. and Everybody else just has to steal it from them.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. So yeah, we 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 know about that. I, I wouldn't say I'm excited for it. I mean, especially since. I, I, I took Assassin's Creed Unity out of my PS3 and put Destiny back in I play with some friends. I'm having a really hard time putting it back in. <laughs> I
1: that mean, was, it's an
0: alright game.
1: That was kind of basically my problem with Assassin's Creed 3. I took it out at one point, and it just never, never worked its way back into the rotation.
0: Yeah. I haven't had an Assassin's Creed game do that in a while, but this is the first Assassin's Creed that I, I have not reviewed. This will be the first Assassin's Creed since Assassin's Creed Brotherhood that I have not reviewed. So, um, but, eh, well, th- those reviews came out so early. Like, well, actually, no, they didn't come out early. Like, they came out like you know a couple days in advance, and we didn't get a review copies. So, I was like, what's the point? Everybody already knows about it. So, but uh, let's see. Let's let's move on to our next <laughs> to the next uh news bite. Oh, it's the blood sucking one, Nick. You want to talk about this?
1: Yeah. Um so uh there was a Kickstarter for a uh it's it's bill is a uh, a blood sucking video game peripheral. And basically uh what it is is uh, some guys took like a an IV and they hooked it up to uh to a video game system so that when you'd play Call of Duty, for example, and you get shot um you know ideally you're well, not ideally but you know in in theory when you get shot you're losing blood um so as you get shot in call of duty the the uh, the iv would actually draw blood out of you um so you would be suffering blood loss as you play um well that sounds a bit uh, garish um Really the premise was that this would be used for like, you know, when people go to give blood, uh, they could kind of do it under the auspice of gaming. And it's like, Oh, like, you know, makes the, the act of sitting there getting your blood drawn a little more entertaining, uh, a little more interactive. Um, and so they did a Kickstarter for that. It was a few, a few people, uh, in Canada, um, for, for 250,000 Canadian dollars, uh, to, uh, to, build this device, and then uh, you wouldn't actually purchase the device or be getting the device for donating to Kickstarter. Uh, they would be touring the country, and you'd basically be getting an appointment to use the, the game and give blood. Um, but uh, Kickstarter apparently, uh, after two days, found this to be a little questionable, and they shut it down. Um, so... Unfortunately, Kickstarter's policy is not to comment on canceled or suspended projects, so uh, there's no real information as far as why Kickstarter shut it down, other than uh, just the general sense of good taste uh, that people may get looking at this. Um, But, uh, yeah, that was an interesting idea.
0: Dude, the... the, I'm a little sad to see this go, simply for the fact that this could have been a a great device for thinning the herd (laughs) you know it could have been a great device for thinning the herd for people that are stupid enough to draw their own blood while playing a video game Just think think of the deaths that would have happened of people trying
1: to get this thing into their arm. You know, well, that's the thing. I I can't imagine this would be the kind of thing. Like, you get home from work and you're just sitting there, and you just hook this up, and it's just you. And nope, like, like the intended environment being sort of a clinic where people are giving blood anyway implies that there's a a medical professional there to to, to sort of oversee the experience and make sure you don't withdraw too much blood. Um, It's certainly an interesting idea, and I know. I mean. You know, especially as we start to see the you know the rise of VR uh, with like the Oculus and stuff, um, there's going to be more interest in sort of well, how do you complete the experience? Um, and and you know, I mean, one of the, and that's really one of the big things is you know, you know, pain and, and death and and you know how you how you take damage as a as a as a person, you know, when your avatar takes damage. Um, those are all questions that I think we're going to start to to see answers to. Uh, you know, coming in the future, but this, I see where they're coming from, and I and I, I see the spin on it where they're trying to like, well, you're giving blood anyway, so let's make it a little bit interesting. But yeah, it it really it just leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth the way it's presented.
0: Ah, oh, that have just been glorious. I think I, I would have been excited for it if I would have knew it existed. I might have actually tried to help kickstart it, <laughs> and then been mad when Kickstarter stopped it. But anyway. Uh, let's see, let's go on to our next news bite. Uh, the, so League of Legends, the uh, the viewership for the the Grand Finals, or I guess what, what do they call the the, the World Championships, uh, was down 15%. Uh, but the bright side is they had, actually compared to last year, I think they had triple, close to triple the numbers of people that attended. And the reason that is, is because I think last year, well, they were in the Staples, Center's last, Staples Center last year. And they had like, like 11, 12, maybe 13,000 people in the Staples Center. Well, this year they hosted in uh, Korea, Seoul, Korea, at a soccer stadium, and sold 40,000 tickets. So they had 40,000, at least, at least 40,000 people there. Maybe not, they probably were scalpers and stuff like that, too. Uh, but so they sold, they sold 40,000 tickets, way more people there, but the trade-off was that less people watched it online, and some people were saying, well, it was due to the timing, one guy was reading, one comment, guy in California said that he's, like, one of the final matches at, like, 2 a.m. California time, or Pacific time, so that's probably why, um, I don't know, I don't know if, if that, if the viewership thing is a big deal for League of Legends. Or they just more happy they had they had triple the uh, you know triple the 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 people there for the actual tournament because that sounds impressive oh we have forty thousand people last year you better give us you know you know the new Dallas stadium there the new stadium in Dallas at t Stadium so we can fit all these people in there I doubt it
1: <laughs> well. For comparison, uh, the the international was viewed by more than twenty million people. So, uh, I think the, the, the they don't. Have, I can't find an exact number here, but I think the more than twenty million doesn't sound quite as uh, impressive as the twenty seven million. So, I think I think Legal League of, League of Legends is at least uh, leading the pack in that regard. Um, and that's still a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I don't understand the whole watching video game thing, but but I'm I'm getting old.
0: <laughs> nah, nah, I feel like most of the time when I when I watch like a stream, it has to be for very 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 specific reason because I, I just play. I, I can't. I don't watch StarCraft streams because I play StarCraft. You know that's the thing. So unless unless I want to watch a specific player to see what they're doing, maybe. Yeah. But I, if that was the case, I'd just watch a YouTube video. Yeah. you know, and not necessarily a stream. Like I, I don't know, I I don't really get it either. But hey, these these kids and their newfangled uh, toys.
1: I guess the stream might be worth it if the streamer is like interacting with you, like the, if you're in chat or whatever, and he, if he does something, you can actually ask a question. Almost basically turn it into like like a lecture, <laughs> like and, and like he can like you, you can be like, well, why did you do that? And he can say that. But StarCraft doesn't really lend itself to that kind of interaction just because of you know, you're too busy paying attention to the game. If you're paying attention to them, what's going on in whatever chat you have on Twitch, you're probably yeah. losing. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, there. Are, I, I know, like, Hearthstone's a little more slower-paced, so I know, like, you might be able to pull that off, you know, when you're waiting for the other person to move and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't know. Overall, it's... I don't know. Just play the games. If everybody plays the games. We're good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, let's see. Next... Next, uh... news Byte. Uh well, it's not really gameish, but PlayStation or Sony is announcing, well, they've announced that they're going to have an internet-based TV service called PlayStation View, and it's going to be uh, on the PlayStation, obviously, and things like PlayStation TV and stuff like that. So, uh, that's actually pretty cool. Um, you can, you'll be able to get, like, local channels like Fox, CBS, uh, NBC, and along with other packages from, I guess, the companies that own those. So, yeah, that's happening. So just so that was worth a mention. And, oh, can, Nick, can you go over the, the $90 PS4 thing that was happening at Walmart? Walmart got dicked pretty hard on this.
1: Yeah, but it's Walmart, so it's I'm, Walmart, I, so. for one, am not arguing. Um, <laughs> no, Walmart had a uh, a policy in place where, you know, if you could find an item, you know, cheaper online, you know, print out a copy of the, you know, the, the, the ad online, bring that in, and then they'll 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 match the price. So what some, some people were doing is they set themselves up as vendors on Amazon and then they listed PlayStation 4 for sale for $90. And then they, you know, they put that up real quickly, took their screenshot, took that down and then went to Walmart and said, hey, Amazon has PlayStations for $90. And, Am- and Walmart was like, well, I guess we have to honor this. And uh, yeah, people got some $90 PlayStations, uh, PS4s, mind you, um, which is pretty sweet. But then, uh, yeah, after this, this ruse became public. Walmart was like, "Okay, we got to stop this." So they modified their, they modified their price matching policy so that you can't just be some random Amazon vendor. Um, you know, they're they're monitoring that a little bit closer to make sure that like, it's an authentic ad when you bring that in for the price matching. So, um, good job, guys. You ruined it for the rest of us.
0: Yeah, I no, people gotta keep their fucking mouths
1: shut, man. Why? I'm I'm curious, like, why ninety dollars? Like, why not like? <laughs> Fifty? <laughs> why not one? Like, like I'm curious. Like, ninety was like, you know, like eighties too low. Nineties perfect. Like, why not? Like, even like ninety-nine, ninety-nine. I think that would have been just you know. But I don't know. It's weird that that's of all the prices, that's the price they chose, and it worked, and now it it will not anymore. So,
0: yeah. So thanks, guys. You wanted it for a rest of us. Not that we were really gonna use it, you know. But you gotta you gotta keep it on the low. Like actually. A funny story, me and uh, uh, my cousin, we played Destiny. We found an exploit to kill a specific boss. And I'm not telling anybody uh. about it. <laughs> we found an exploit to kill a specific boss very, very easily. I'm keeping my mouth shut. You know, I'm not going to make any. If I do post something about it, it may be like a Facebook video to show my friends, but I'm not going to make any YouTube videos about it. And you know, so Bungie could go and fix it, but it's awesome. It is awesome. We 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 did a a daily uh, we did like a daily mission today, and uh, <laughs> we had him go into this position, and then as soon as he got to this position, we just railed him like we killed him in no time. So it was awesome. Very proud of ourselves. See, gotta keep it quiet. Got to keep it quiet. Let's talk. Let's do our topics now, which. I mean, this whole podcast is almost like all news bites. Cause even the topics aren't that topic-ish. I think uh, so. Let's see the uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. Obviously, you we know, we just talked about all the problems it had.
1: we we, uh, didn't, we didn't schedule this very. We should have put all the Assassin's Creed stuff together and just knocked it out. Because it's like it's been like fifteen minutes. We haven't mentioned Assassin's Creed. Let's talk about it again.
0: Yeah, like it's like we did that earlier too. When I was talking about Assassin's Creed. Uh but um that's why this isn't a professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we did not go to broadcasting school.
1: It's like we're, like we're like the weather channel, like Assassin's Creed on the 8th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: so um you know because of all the problems with Assassin's Creed, uh Ubisoft actually canceled the uh it canceled the season pass. And now everybody gets the DLC for
1: free. Well, not exactly.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: Well, no, because, well, I mean, the, uh, what was the the current, or the first DLC, what was it, the Dead Kings? Yeah. DLC, that's free. Yeah, that's free. But it doesn't sound like the following DLC is going to be free. It sounds like that is still going to, you're still going to have to pay for that. But
0: there's only one content DLC.
1: They're not doing any more after this?
0: No, there's only one content DLC, and then you have like DLC with a bunch of costumes and weapons, uh, okay. and then there was a game, like if you got the uh, if you got the uh... actually, I'm sorry uh, oh no, because you know what? I think everybody also got Chemical Revolution for free. That's a DLC. Just buying the game, you get Chemical Revolution. Like, uh, you, okay. you pop in that code, and that's it. So maybe that's the thing. So Chemical Revolution is the first DLC. This is actually the second one.
1: But that's, now that's the kind of DLC that the Chemical Revolution, that's where it's like, if you buy the game, you get the code, but that code expires after like 90 days or something. So if you buy the game, like, you know, like a few months from now, you're going to have to pay for the DLC at that point.
0: Right. Uh, so, yeah, like, you, what you won't get for free is like all the additional costumes, stuff like that. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention that when I was talking about Assassin's Creed. Your costumes actually matter now. Like you can mix and match stuff together and make your own costumes. Armor matters, but not gonna talk about that again. Gonna, gonna stay off that subject. Uh, the thing that the the, um, the season pass was also gonna give you is like a, a, another Assassin's Creed game that's coming out. It's like a it's like something for PSN or Xbox Live Arcade, which actually got the kibosh on the Xbox One. Now it's all just one big store. Um, so yeah, like you, uh, there was like a, it was a game that was probably gonna be like 15, 20 bucks. You got that for free. So for everybody who actually paid for the season pass, which I think was $30, bucks, you are going to get a free game of your choice. Like a $60 game like Far Cry 4, uh, The Crew, Watch Dogs. That's a $7 it. game. What are you that's talking say, about? Exactly. Yeah, Rayman <laughs> Legends, Just Dance 2015, which that's the one everybody's going to go for. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's, you, you you get a full free game for that. Which I thought was pretty cool with them. But then, you know what would also been really cool with them? To not release a broken game in the first place—that <laughs> would have been cool. But that, you know, hey, I'm just a dreamer, Nick. I'm just a dreamer. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the uh, that that like, I mean, I, this is like—I really didn't expect Ubisoft to do this. I really didn't expect them uh, to do that at all. That was really unexpected, but that's how bad they fucked it up. Like this, this was probably the worst they've ever done in terms of a uh, a release. Cause those, oh man, watching those uh those videos with the bugs was hilarious. It was so funny. Not to those who actually bought the game, though. That it wasn't funny to them.
1: Well it must have been a little bit funny because they did make those videos and post them.
0: Well I don't know. what well, they did, especially the ones that had like the sound effects. Yeah. That those were funny. Those were really funny. Uh the ones that had the sound effects I thought were were pretty good.
1: I kinda I would want to be there for the first guy who's playing and it's like, Where's that guy's face? Because yeah. like, <laughs> like, I mean now like we've all seen the screenshots, like if you put that in and that happens, you're like oh, the guy doesn't have a face, but it's like the first, like, like somebody had to put that in and not know that was a possibility.
0: Like, yeah, it, <laughs> it probably scared the shit out of him. Yeah. Like, it's funny because the character just, like, turns around and just, like, nope, because the hair's there and the face isn't there.
1: Like, Wait, so the villain is Mr. Faceless? Like, I have to help him? What? <laughs>
0: like, oh, dude, that, that's, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's really funny. Um, but hold on one second yeah but uh yeah the <laughs> it's 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 just really funny the uh, not really funny sorry it's actually it, it's when a when a game company knows they fucked up that bad cuz you know they're not big on giving stuff away uh but well, i I'm sorry go ahead
1: on, i just want to say like it's interesting like okay so uh ubisoft they're at least admitting they screwed up they're giving away a free game here um blizzard had well they've been having ongoing problems with uh with warcraft but especially at the expansions launch um you know there were the queues and stuff and i think we talked about that a little bit uh last time um they actually they give everybody credit for five days of game time um, which was surprising so you there you you see these companies realizing that you know the the right p the right thing to do for your pr i mean it's i mean you can't you you know you can't go back in time and fix the issue you know like people had the problems they, they had the problems but at least from a pr perspective you do save a little bit of face by saying like here you know have this content here have you know we'll take we'll take a hit i mean even you know you're trading what what you say like $30 for the uh the, the 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 season pass versus $60 for some of these games Yeah. i mean you know ubisoft ubisoft is taking a hit on that at least they're kind of admitting that and, and trying to make peace with everybody um I guess the real question is what six games are going to be available when when victory doesn't launch right.
0: <laughs> uh, Nick's already um, predicting the worst there. So um, yeah, the I mean I don't know. I think that maybe they felt a little bit more pressure because this is the first game. This is the first Assassin's Creed where they were um, they they were putting in the. The, the The microtransactions and maybe they were they were a little worried that people were gonna be like, "Well, they'll probably be upset uh because uh you know they'll they'll think that we spent more time on the microtransaction stuff, or well, you know spending time on the microtransactions and the other things to make them spend more money actually took away time from q a and fixing these problems, but you know that's just just the way it goes. That is just the way it goes. But uh yeah, so just be on the lookout for that DLC. Like normal I know a lot of people will just ignore DLC because um because of the uh you know, they don't want to spend extra money, but now you get that for free, so just uh pay attention to that and it'll work out. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um Oh, the Xbox One beats PS4 on Black Friday. Not a surprise. Like, is anybody actually surprised by this? It was $50 cheaper. Actually, sorry, $70 cheaper than the PS3. Oh, sorry, the PS4. $70 cheaper, you know? What you gonna do? Like, I mean, that, that's a totally, like, oh, okay, $70 cheaper. Parents going in to buy, uh, you know, going in to buy their... Uh, Children? Children, you know, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, sorry, the children. <laughs> um, uh, you know, video game consoles, they see the price difference. It's like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is the obvious choice. The obvious choice is for me, you know, to buy to buy this. Not to mention, the PS4 has been selling like hotcakes, so a lot of people who didn't have a PS4 or didn't have an Xbox One because they bought a PS4, this guy, you know, um Are now rated by Xbox Ones at at a decent price. You know, I bought one this weekend, so yeah, I I helped Microsoft win. But this, how much of a win is it when they're taking a seventy dollar hit on the console?
1: well, I mean, that's the thing is their problem right now is, you know, any sort of financial, uh, you know, stability they can they can make for the console as far as being able to actually make a profit on the console that's out the window at this point. They're just looking to make up for the difference in you know in, in install base right and so the you know the i mean they they put a chip in it but there's still more ps4s out there um you know so they'll, they you know they'll, you know the lower price point helps with that regard it'll be interesting to see if this sticks after the holiday season or if uh you know it goes back to the same price as the ps4 but um yeah, you know, they—they, I mean, you know, they did—they did what they had to do at least on Black Friday. They weren't gonna, you know, they weren't gonna completely, you know, cover the the gap, but they, you know, they sold more, and it'll be interesting to see going forward. It'll be interesting to see at what point Sony feels compelled to lower the price on the PS4.
0: Probably when they start making the plastic ones. Uh, they always do that. They always, you know, make like a, a lower version or like a cheaper version and. They, uh, they, you know, then they will lower the price. Um, but actually, speaking of lower prices, uh, Sony is looking to get into China as well, uh, not just to manufacture PS4s, but to actually uh, sell them. And the PS4 in China will be $110 cheaper than the Xbox One. So Microsoft is already having a tough time. Actually, I'm sorry, that was Japan. They were having a tough time selling uh, in China, I'm not sure. Actually, I don't even know if it's been released in China yet. I don't no. think so. Uh,
1: the, no, they think the PS4 is out, uh, but the uh, the the Xbox uh, is, is not out yet there.
0: Yeah, actually, no, it says. Well, oh, actually, maybe I'm just reading the statement wrong. It says the, the PS4 will be sold at a lower price than the Xbox One when it launches in China. That tells me that it hasn't launched yet in China.
1: Yeah, I got it backwards. I got it backwards. The PS4 is is to be released uh, early next year. The Xbox One is already out.
0: Ah uh, okay, so yeah, that uh, the Xbox One I think it said is it already two hundred and ten dollars.
1: Yes, it's oh no, it's a yeah, two hundred ten dollars. Oh the no, that's the difference. That's the difference is uh, it's a difference of one hundred and ten dollars between the base models, and when you factor in the connect, it's two hundred and ten dollars more for the Xbox One than it is for the PS4.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, but still, that's a huge. That's a. I mean,
1: well. That's well, no. I mean, it's well. I mean, I guess the connect is still a hundred dollars either way. So it's just that, I mean, what well, we were basically saying, it's seventy dollars here, and it's hundred and ten dollars there. So it's close-ish.
0: Mm, I mean, that's the regular price. That's not a sale price. saying? Yeah, and the Xbox One is only fifty dollars cheaper here now for a limited time until January. That's, that's a pretty big... Like, so, that's, I I call that so, Sony being very aggressive and trying to take hold in that market. Maybe that's the difference. Because, um, you know, right now nobody has a hold in that market. All over the rest of the world, Sony and Microsoft have holds in different markets. Sony way more than Microsoft. And Sony wants to have a hold in the Chinese market the same way they do uh, right now in the, in the U.S. market. Uh, and And in various other markets around the world, they want to get in there. They want to get into people's homes. And Sony knows how to do that very well.
1: You know, I wonder, though, like, I mean, Sony's a Japanese company. Microsoft is an American company. I wonder, like, how that plays in China as far as, like, do they, you know, do they regard... You know, like, they regard Japan and America with, with any, any level of distrust, or are they like, hey, you know, like, we're cool buying your your your, your consoles and stuff. I mean, we like games too, and you know, are, are they going in wholehearted on that? Um, I mean, I know I know there's a lot of restrictions as far as commerce in China, um, and one of the issues is that I, I guess you need like a local, uh, you know, you need a local company as a partner. Yeah, you do. Um, in order to launch that. And apparently, I guess, what, uh, it was Best TV for Xbox One and Shanghai Oriental Pearl for PlayStation 4. And then last week, both those companies merged into the Shanghai Media Group. So it's, it's one company partnering with, with Microsoft and Sony to sell their respective consoles. Yeah. Uh, which that's like an interesting factor that like we don't get here. Like I don't, and I, I, I be, I mean, admittedly, my knowledge of like, you know, like economics across the globe is fairly limited, um, but I can't imagine that there's many situations where that's the case, um, so, you know, to 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 know that like, you know, well, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, it's like Microsoft and Sony both have to deal with Target and Walmart and all that, but still, like, um, you know, it just it just seems a little. It's just—it just seems a little peculiar that they both have to go through the same company in order to get everything sold. Um, and the the other thing I wonder is just maybe maybe this is maybe Sony's being very smart here because they currently have the dominance as far as the installed base. And you know China has a huge population, and everybody talks about that as a huge untapped market. And so if if they're still duking it out to establish an installed base there. You know, given given sort of the the, the benefits to the victor um, that if you can you know get your you know get ingrained with that many people and you know for every console you sell you know one more there um, you know it, it makes a huge difference and so you know it might be the kind of thing where okay so Sony lost a little bit of ground on Black Friday um, they're going to gain that back and then more um, by dominating in China just by having a lower price.
0: Oh, absolutely! They're playing the win. They are absolutely playing the win and I mean the price is a big deal everywhere but I mean I don't know like just, the Xbox doesn't necessarily appeal to other cultures it, it is definitely built for Americans that is you know for sure and the way like the China, with especially with the Chinese media the way it works uh, with everything being so censored and stuff like that like I think a lot of the Xbox One's features won't even really matter you know in China if you just want to shoot a up gaming console, PS4 is the way to go. Trust me, I have both. I can tell <laughs> you this, you know. <laughs> Did you,
1: do you have a Wii U yet?
0: Not yet. May that might be the sleeper, man. You never know. Right?
1: Yeah, I thought you were gonna get it when Smash Brothers came out.
0: I was, but then I bought an Xbox instead. So, uh I'm still gonna get it.
1: You're yeah. the reason Nintendo's dying, man. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's move on here. Let's. Uh, oh, so um, Valve they updated some early access rules. Um, I'm sure. I'm sorry. It says they uh, they updated the the early access rules, but that's not true. Not from what I read. They're basically guidelines. They're not rules. They're not like your game has to have this. Your game has to have that. But they're like you know. They're really just guidelines. Like, you know, updated guidelines on how you should release early access. Stuff like, your game should be playable when you release it for early access. Uh, you know, don't launch an early access if you can't afford to develop with very few or no sales. Meaning, if your game is in early access, don't rely on your game being completed by early access. <laughs> you know, you should, like, that, that's the thing. I mean, I wonder if there's some type of penalty developers who they will put something to early access fully relying on the funding from early access.
1: Yeah, there's a penalty for that and it's called you don't get your game done. Yeah. But I
0: mean like, you know, maybe in the future they can't use early access or something like that. You know, but stuff that you would think would should have been there from the beginning, but they're not rules, they're guidelines. Still early access is the frontier, guys. Like be careful when you buy early access games.
1: Well, I mean, the the thing in the the case of that rule, like, I mean, unless Valve audits a company's budget, like, how are they supposed to know, like, if a developer releases a game for early access that they can or can't afford to develop with very few or no sales? Um, And I think really, I mean, really what this is, is is that, you know players and, and you know people who purchase games in early access have a very specific expectation about what early access is. I mean Valve sort of set that early that expectation about early access. And the problem is you've got developers who came in and they're either looking at it as like a Hail Mary to be like hey um, you know you know like oh yeah we'll we'll release the game in early access we'll get a bunch of sales there and then we can keep going or they're not using it in the way that Valve intended and therefore they're not using it in the way that players intended and that's why you have a lot of complaints about early access games. And so these guidelines are sort of, you know, it's 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 kind of slapping developers a little bit and being like, hey, you know, wake up and use the service properly. Don't 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 try to, you know, don't don't pin all your hopes on early access because that's not what it's designed for. And so hopefully hopefully if if people see this Um, You know, they won't think, well, I'm going to be the one case that's different. And I'm not, you know, my game will sell plenty in early access.
0: Everybody thinks they're the different (laughs) one. Exactly. I'm not like those other developers. My game is that it actually means something. My game, special snowflake is going to sell great in early access. Yeah, you know, it's completely uh, different. Never been done before. You're a left-handed shooter instead of a right-handed shooter. (laughs) 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 You know, like so. (laughs) so yeah yeah that's the thing like in and stuff like you know don't launch an early access if you're actually done with development yeah. like th- that's a beta at that point that's not worth... i mean i guess technically speaking you can say that's early access but well,
1: well no but the, the thing there is that valve valve's mentioning that specifically because in early access there's the expectation that players can give feedback to the developer and they can change the game and and i mean you can do that in a beta but usually in a beta it's mostly just tuning differences right. whereas it's like no like you know they, they can actually sort of change the course of the game be like this feature is completely implemented wrong it needs to be redeveloped and maybe you know built you know this way. Well that's and...
0: still embedded like you know for a game like StarCraft for example, changing you know the timing of how fast a unit may come out or it's it's how fast it can move by a second or milliseconds can make a huge Difference
1: but in that's, gameplay, so. yeah, but that that's, that's, that's tuning. Like, I'm talking like, oh, hey, no, we're going to have, like, I'm I'm saying, like, maybe it might even be, like, they'd have an entire race, like, being like, we're going to add a fourth race, fourth race to StarCraft, There was like, whoa, this race is terrible, and it should be gotten rid of, and, and at that point, they'd be like, oh, okay, like, that's more of a change for early access than beta, where are like, no, the race is stuck in the game, at best we can mitigate, like, right, so, yeah. Okay.
0: But yeah, so, like I said, early access is still a crapshoot, guys. Just be mm-hmm. careful when you, when you go to early access, because I've had some early access stuff that was really good, I've had some early access stuff that was terrible. Like, I got early access for Audio Galaxy 2, which I know when it's finished, it's going to be a good game, but when I first got early access for it, oh my god. I didn't know what to do. I did not know what to do. Like, it was that early. So, yeah, it's... It, it, you gotta be careful. gotta be careful. Like I said, nothing bad about Audio Galaxy 2. I'm sure when it comes out, it's going to... Not Audio Galaxy, sorry. Audio Surf, 2. When it comes out, it's gonna be a good game. I know it is. Uh, but, yeah, no. Not, not when I got it early access. Uh, but let's move on to our last topic here. Which is... It's a soft spot for me about Counter-Strike. This 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 topic here... So, basically, a lot of uh, like Valve... I'm not sure if... It, I'm not. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure, but I'm sure some people who listen to this podcast know what VAC is. And people give VAC—it's an anti-cheat. it Stands for Valve Anti-Cheat, VAC. And um, a lot of people give VAC crap because like, oh, it doesn't catch cheaters. You have to be using like super old, you know, hacks. Get caught. And that's if you walk walk into a VAC server. And det- like you know, if you walk into a VAC server with a specific hack, and it knows for sure that you're hacking, it will ban you right down the spot however vac when you're playing the game is always listening always watching and so valve goes through these motions where you know every now and again they will ban swaths of players because they go through the vac data see what's going on and start banning players and i'm sure it takes a while so i'm sure you know i'm sure it's uh it's a process it's a, it's, a, it's it's a lot of analysis that they go through before they start banning players. Uh but recently and like, you know, the the I guess the grouping of, of bands they did recently, pro players, pro CSGO players were caught in this band. Like well known players. Uh players that play on an international stage were being or were being caught by uh you know, vac and band, and it's actually calling it calls into question the validity of some of these tournament results. I mean, I watched a a video of at a tournament at ES, uh, what was it ESL, um, uh, ESL one jumping headshot, which anybody, I guess, if you follow kind of Counter-Strike, you would know what I'm talking about. A jumping headshot that was done uh, on Dust 2. And I I didn't watch this when it was live. It was my first time seeing it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, no shit that guy was hacking. Like, just just looking at the way he tracks the player, the other player, through the wall, you know, like, no shit he was hacking. I can't believe that made it through with nobody reviewing that thing. But it actually, um, it, 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 it questions the credibility of those sort like, well, first of all, the guy, like, he, you know, he was banned. Like, that, that player was banned. uh, K, uh, K, uh... K-Q-L-Y uh, or
1: K-Q-L-Y, something?
0: K-Q-L-Y, yeah. He was banned, and now it's like, that entire tournament is, it's irrelevant. A- any tournaments that these guys played at and won or played at and got placed is irrelevant. And for those, I mean, ha- w- hacks work in many different ways. So, you know, for example, like, if you are at a land. Right, and you know, or a place where other people are going to be. You obviously don't want to use standard hacks that show maps and show outlines and stuff like that, but you can use maps to have audio cues. Like when you're pointing through a wall and your crosshair is on somebody, it'll give you an audio cue or it'll like beep based on how close you are to somebody and stuff like that. So, those do exist. And that would explain why you know some of these players were able to hack at professional events. Now this is the only one I have saw, and I'm just looking at it, like there's no way. I mean jumping headshots with a U.S.P. totally plausible. But the thing that gave it away for me is the fact that he knew where this other player was. And like, Nick watched it. Nick watched it, and he said the same thing. Uh, that you know he knew where this other guy was. It's like almost impossible to say that he wasn't hacking.
1: Well, it's. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, could that have been a legitimate shot? Yes. Is it likely? No, because I mean, he comes down and he just jumps up and with a pistol, he just shoots the guy in the head. One shot. He doesn't miss. He knows exactly where the head's going to be. And unless he knew that, the, like, and, and uh, I mean, assuming it's a legitimate tournament, and the other guy's moving around and doing stuff like they're like, I mean, unless he was just, he just jumped up and arbitrarily shot and it like the guy just happened to be there like could that have happened yes which would make him incredibly lucky and not skilled exactly um uh, well i mean well no yeah because he's lucky because he's not even aiming at anything of that. he's just jumping up and firing and it just happens to hit the guy in the head there's no skill in that part um, because there's no way i mean he jumps up and by the time you see that there's a person there and you pull the trigger you're already coming like there's you, you, you had to be lining that shot up, knowing the guy was where he was going to be before you could see him.
0: Yeah, and like, when well, I mean, I'm being a Counter Strike player, like, I'm just watching this guy, like, he's basically tracking him through the wall. Like, you know, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and explain the entire dynamic. Like, you can watch the video, it'll be in the show notes. But he's basically tracking this guy through the wall. And it's that's, a, that's really bad for, for Counter Strike as an esport. That the, that this this type of cheating was able to get into major tournaments.
1: Well, I don't know if it's bad. I mean, it, it's not it's not necessarily good, but, but regular sports has cheating problems all the time. I mean, that's the thing. If you want to compare this to anything, I mean, you know, compare it to like steroids at the Olympics, and you know, you talk about like entire teams getting disqualified. It's like if one guy on a relay team that gets caught using steroids, the entire relay team has to pay the price, and so. I mean, if anything, the one the one good thing is that esports can look at real sports and see, well, how do you deal with it when, you know, certain people are caught cheating? And usually, you know, you you disqualify the cheater, and then everybody kind of bumps up a notch in the rank. And so if somebody came in second, now they they came in first. So,
0: but shit, yeah, but those that stuff has already been established. Like Counter Strike as an esport has not been established, not nearly as much as even League of Legends. You know, that's the thing. Like it. Like, this, it, it, it kind of, it's very discrediting, and now, you know, now you have an entire community of players that are going back, like, oh, I knew that guy was garbage, he's a hacker, and you probably have people who don't hack that are being analyzed down to the like down to, to, to the frame of what they do, and they make, like, a difficult shot or an impressive shot, like, oh, he's fucking hacking, he's fucking hacking, like, I can, I know that's how it's going, I know that's how it's going, because that's how the Counter-Strike community is. If you start beating somebody, they assume that they're hacking you. That's oh, what you—that you're hacking. That's what they assume. So yeah, it's—I don't know. Like, that 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 it's that, that, that's, thats this is bad for Counter Strike. It really is. I—I anyway, don't know. <laughs> it, 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 I was—I was—I was sad to to see this happen because oh, i because I, 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 I mean. If there's anything that I think deserves to be an esport, it's Counter Strike, man. Like the amount of skill that goes into every round, dude. I mean still like, you know, I know League of Legends is an esport, but fuck. Like, a MOBA, like I mean I, I do Moba I do know MOBAs take skill, but they don't take nearly as much skill and strategy as Counter Strike does. I'm sorry, it does not. Actually, League of Legends is built to be noob friendly. I've said it several times. And like I said, I'm not... I don't want to say... I was going to say I'm not discrediting League of Legends players, but actually, I am. I am a bit. Because it, you do need to strategize when it comes to League of Legends. But the amount of like strategy and skill and reading other players, you know, cu- cu- that comes with Counter-Strike, you just don't. You, you, you don't see that in MOBAs. I'm sorry. So th- if there's anything I think that deserves to be... Like, you know, propped up as an esport, I think it's Counter Strike. And to see this happen, it's kind of like, oh, wow, that really sucks. That really sucks. But them's the breaks, you know? Stop hacking, you guys. You're making us look bad. But hacking's always been a big a thing in Counter Strike. So you go back and see videos of people hacking and reporting people for getting hacked and all types of stuff. But we're not going to go too deep into that. What we are going to do is end this podcast, though. <laughs> <What's>, uh, <laughs> let's uh see what's 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 coming out i mean we're in december now we're, we're about to go we're back into that nothing's coming out uh, well, secret ponchos came out ps4 on the second didn't you play that game at pax i,
1: I did and i i enjoyed it even though i wasn't good at it but uh yeah if i had it if i had a ps4 i'd be checking that out okay. it was actually i think it's it might be free on uh on with playstation plus
0: Really, Secret Ponchos?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, let me, let me check into that here, because uh, yeah, that, that was pretty good. Um, let's see here. While I'm checking on that, I saw what the NES Remix that uh, for Wii U, the Remix Pack that comes out on the fifth. So that's today. Hmm. Yeah, let's see, Secret Ponchos. Yeah, what else? What else is coming out while I'm looking at this?
0: Uh, let's see. Final Fantasy X, uh, Final Fantasy XIII 2 is coming out for PC. Uh, Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris is actually out on Tuesday. And that's supposed to be your substitute for the next Tomb Raider that's coming out on Xbox One. Uh, when they said that shit, I thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah,
1: the, uh, December PS Plus uh, free games, Secret Ponchos.
0: Oh, nice. I will definitely tag that.
1: Yeah. I will
0: definitely, definitely tag that. So, yeah, Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris is coming out for, for PS4. Um, and actually, I <laughs> I never beat uh, never beat Lara Croft and in the, in the Temple in the first one. Let me see if I actually have it on my Steam list. I think I might actually bought on my Steam list. Cause it was like super cheap, and I was gonna play through it. Um, Shit, actually, that game was on my Xbox. My Xbox 360. I had just traded in. <laughs> Fuck. Like, I'll never beat it unless I have it on my Steam list right now.
1: Go back to Best Buy. Maybe you can buy your Xbox back.
0: Excuse me, that Xbox I gave you was busted, and I felt really bad <laughs> about it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's not here. Actually, no, I'm looking in the wrong section. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Raider. no. Actually, I thought I had oh yeah, I do have regular Tomb Raider, but not there. Yeah. I'll buy it. I'll I'll rebuy it when it's cheap enough. But yeah, so Temple of Osiris one comes up for PS4 on the ninth. Uh let's see. It's I see something called Halo Spartan Strike, but
1: That's on PC and what's WP?
0: A Windows Phone. But I thought oh. that game came out already. Actually, I have a Halo game on, on Steam that's like that. Hold on a second. Please hold. I know I had, like, because it sucked. That's why I remember it sucked really <laughs> bad. I got it for five bucks and it was terrible. Where is it? Halo. Halo. Halo Spartan Assault. Oh, this must be a sequel. Oh, uh, but it's also it's still six bucks. I wonder if it sucks is it just as
1: bad? Are the graphics remastered?
0: Uh, no. Well, It is a a top-down twin-six shooter that is a spiritual successor to Halo Spartan Assault. Headed to Steam and Microsoft Devices on December 12th for six bucks. I don't have much faith in it. It's probably garbage. Probably garbage. Yeah, I would stay away from guys i'll let you know I'll, I'll let you know what's going on um uh let's see what else what Else, guilty gear xrd sign Um, uh, ground metal gear solid ground zeros comes out december 18th wasn't that supposed to come out this year metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain was that supposed to come out this year
1: was it i i did i don't know
0: Dude, and this list doesn't have anything else on it for the rest of the year. Oh, no. yeah. it's we're, we're done. We're done here. Yeah. <laughs> With releases. Until 2015, folks. Tomb Raider comes out in January, though, so that's that should be pretty good. Uh, but yeah, that's going to end the podcast for us. Thank you for listening. We're happy to be back and hopefully back on schedule. We'll try to get you two podcasts in a row this time. Yeah, we try can to, do it. We can do it. Yeah, try to get you back on schedule just to our, our schedules have been a uh, little wonky as of late. I've had some uh, some good things happening for me at work, but that's been bad for the Mashcast. And Nick, Nick went ahead and got married.
1: Yeah, that happened.
0: That, that happened. Nick. Th- that's a thing. Yeah. I got
1: I got this I got this new console. It's called a wife, and <laughs> it, it it doesn't play very many games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he has uh, a a uh, a Mrs. Zelenkevich so still... sorry for her for having to have that last yeah, name Yeah, that's still
1: weird. It's still weird.
0: Yeah, so yes, yeah, I guess, you know, if you really needed to, yeah, somebody to Ogre Mar with Ogre sorry, Ironforge.
1: Uh, if she doesn't play. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's probably for the best. Probably.
1: <laughs> that's why we have a house that's well maintained, because if we both played, this place would be in very, very much disarray. Yeah.
0: All right, so as always, thank you for um, uh, listening. And you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash match those buttons. You can catch us on uh, iTunes for iOS, and, uh, iOS devices. We're on Stitcher Smart Radio for iOS and Android devices. We are on twitter.com, which is twitter.com slash site facebook which is facebook.com slash mash those buttons and youtube which is youtube.com slash mash those buttons uh so thank you for listening we will catch you guys next week have a great weekend everybody <laughs> Later.